0: Hello, everyone. My name is Mohan Today, I'm here with Michelle Egger, who is the CEO and co-founder of Biomilk. But Michelle, I'm going to pass straight to you. Can you introduce yourself? Give me a little bit of your background, please.
1: Sure. My name is Michelle Egger, CEO and co-founder of Biomilk, just like you said. Uh, food scientist by training, which is useful here at Biomilk, where we're creating breast milk outside of the body. A little about me, I've, I've always had two core passions in life. One was feeding people. Genuinely, I've always loved to cook and feed others. And the other was finding ways to use my skills to help people. And food science was a natural fit for me. I graduated from Purdue and moved into a a large CPG R&D role in dairy fermentation commercialization, always with cows, never with humans till this point. And loved that work. I loved finding ways to use technology to leapfrog some of the societal problems we were seeing in the food system. I I loved my coworkers. I loved the projects I was working on, but it wasn't impactful enough. On a day-to-day basis, like who really needs another strawberry yogurt in this world? And so I ended up departing my cushy corporate job and going back to school for my MBA in social impact and entrepreneurship, specifically in global food systems change. So really thinking about how do we advance the way we're going to feed people on this planet and, and how are we going to do so within our planetary boundaries through 2050 and um, super non-traditional MBA. I'm not a banker. I'm not a consultant, not a part of any of the, the big evil empires. Although there's some benefits to those too, for those who follow that path but it brought me down a very unique w- world I was in the nutrition team at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation their private sector partnerships which is where I was introduced to the first 1000 days of life so I'm not a mom uh, I don't have any kids of myself I've never breastfed but I was introduced to this kind of unlocking potential that breastfeeding really has and That was where, from a nutritional perspective, thinking upstream about how we prevent malnutrition, infant nutrition, and infant formula is the obvious place to start to intervene. And I couldn't believe, looking around at these antiquated infant formula companies, what we have as options for parents today. So I left that experience thinking, gosh, somebody really deserves to disrupt these big players. Somebody needs to do better. And I was introduced to Layla, who had been working on milk outside of the body since 2013. And the rest is really history. Her technology has the potential to change the way we feed humans by using human mammary epithelial cells. Mm-hmm. And we've been rocking and rolling now for about 18 months making milk outside of the body.
0: That's really impressive. I understand though, we can't buy it in stores. Is that correct?
1: No, these, these cells, they have amazing potential. And we're mm-hmm. pretty close to a place where we'd have a minimum viable product in a vile product, the way everybody in business says. But honestly, the bigger hurdle for us is going to be regulatory approval. We're Mm -hmm. probably three to five years from market, as we should be. I think feeding the most precious beings on the planet you like should have to prove that the product's safe and effective. But it's challenging. In a world of breast milk, where we know more about the male prostate than we do about the components of breast milk, Mm -hmm. it means that there's a lot of scientific legwork that has to be done as us as a company, not just for our technology, but for the entire field of infant nutrition and breast milk. And it's a slow process. We're building a lot of expertise, really pioneering lactation science at this point, we started to look around and realize there's really nobody else who knows more than us, which is exciting, but also scary when you get to that point as a company. And now we're really thinking about, okay, how do we scale? How do we execute? And then how do we prove in a transparent and authentic process to us that this product is something parents should trust?
0: No, that makes sense. You've mentioned the regulatory obstacle. Can you talk a little bit more about this? How do you plan to overcome this? Obviously, uh, one thing is patience, the other thing is just doing a really good job, but anything else that comes to mind that you have to do to to really make sure that this will come to the market and will be helpful for those that that are in need.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to say exactly how anything is going to come to market through regulatory frameworks because there's no frameworks. (laughs) So. Go create your own adventure right now. But I think the important thing to point out is the value that comes from moving through these more established regulatory systems really is that trust building that you do with consumers. And so collaborating close with regulators, even though it takes longer and it's not sexy, it's not what any funder wants to talk about, is really the bread and butter of what's going to make anyone successful in this field. Because as much as we're learning, we have to then teach to regulatory agencies and bodies about how to think about some of the challenges we're facing or where are our risk points? Where are things that we're actually worried versus things that we're really quite confident are safe and effective? And how do we prove it? We don't look like a bovine-based infant formula. We're not powdered milk and powdered vitamins. We're using a pretty novel technology to produce the product using human mammary epithelial cells. And all of that combined means that we're really on the cutting edge of a couple of frontiers and have to really think about how do you bring people along for the scientific journey so that all of us feel confident that this product should come to market, not just trying to get there as fast as possible, which is always move fast and break things is great to apply to SaaS software, to an online media platform. Not so much when you're feeding babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. It, it seems obviously like a big struggle. And the more you talk about it, I, I haven't thought about this before. I heard this uh, and it seems like there's so much going into it. Very uh, I mean, complicated uh, Obviously, cutting edge, super interesting. So far, this is basically an idea. The MVP is now here. but what's the feedback you've been receiving? What are people saying? What is What are newspapers saying? I'm sure there's been yeah. a lot of pickup on this already.
1: <laughs> yeah, much more than we expected, to be honest. We had to hire someone to help with comms a lot earlier than a bunch of scientists thought we would. But honestly, consumer feedback has been really good. I thought when you, if you had asked me 10 months ago, what's going to be your biggest hurdle, I would have said consumer acceptance. You're asking someone to take genuinely who they love most in the world and trust with a new technology that they don't understand necessarily. And that is really challenging. You're asking them to do something that's really outside of most people's comfort zone. And so I thought, gosh, trying to convince parents that this product is safe and effective is going to be the hardest. But this problem is so challenging for so many parents out there. 84% of babies in the U.S., are not reaching the exclusive breastfeeding period of six months. Parents are moving to infant formula, feeling incredible shame and stigma and guilt and frustration. That's the only option they have. And so really, as long as we are able to prove through the normal regulatory bodies that it's safe, people really don't have a lot of questions about anything else. They really just want to know, how can we help you? How can we support you? How can you come to market faster? This need is so fundamental to humanity. And the experience of trying to feed your child is something a majority of adults in this world at some point experience and struggle with. And so it's really much, much more unifying human problem than what most businesses are trying to solve. And so we don't have to explain why there's great need. We're usually pressed instead on, okay, but how fast can you move? And If we can put out a COVID vaccine in a year, why is this going to take five years? And it's like FDA and EU doesn't always work. Those don't always work as fast as you would like. (laughs)
0: Uh, Again, very interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Just curious, how will we buy it? Will we just go to the store and just buy it like formula or you have to go through the doctor? How do you envision this will be sold?
1: Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of press talking about customized breast milk, which we can produce from a man or a woman's cells, which of course is a really... Zappy way to talk about this, and everybody wants to talk about customized breast milk, which is fascinating and really exciting. But long term, I'm really excited for this to be online, sent straight to your door on the shelf that you usually reach for infant products today and at an accessible price point at a price point where parents aren't trying to make incredible trade-offs still to be able to feed their children. We work as diligently on being able to bring to market as we think about bringing down the cost and bringing up the accessibility once we get there. And honestly, it's pretty easy to launch a super expensive product to coastal elites in America or in Europe or other parts of the world. It's much harder to think about how do you get a product that's going to differentially advantage a child in rural Bangladesh. And that's where I think when we start to talk about how do you expand this, how do you create the impact and potential we want to see in this world? Those are the questions that keep me up at night, not if I can make sure that moms in New York feel safe in using this product.
0: This has been super enlightening, super exciting. I really hope this all works out, uh, not in three to five years, but uh, COVID vaccine pace. (laughs) Uh, and that this is also being distributed all around the world quickly as well. Anyhow, Michelle, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And we hope to have you back in less than three years to talk about how it was launching it.
1: I hope so too. Have a wonderful day and thanks for having me.